Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant. Welcome to the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I am committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. I believe that we should all be happy, healthy, well-rested families. I believe you deserve that. Sometimes though, the early morning wakings happen and you don't feel very happy, healthy, and well-rested. But there's something to early mornings that is really tricky and I don't even know how to solve. And so I asked Allison Jandu, the potty training consultant, to come and talk to us about early morning poops. I'm not talking about early morning diaper changes, y'all. I'm talking about your toddler, your preschooler, your child has got to go at 4 a.m., 5 a.m. And Allison is the one to have on the show to talk to us about this. She's going to give us the insights, some actionable how-tos, and even give us some, hey, you know what? If they got to go, they got to go. Here's how we can help them. And here's how we can maybe get them to go back to sleep after. Allison is a potty expert. She's a four-time author and mom to two little ones. You're going to enjoy this episode. If you struggle with this very unique topic, yeah, tune in, listen up, try these strategies, screenshot this episode, share it with us on Instagram or DM it to me at Little Z Sleep. I would love to know who you are, where you're listening and from. Enjoy today's conversation with Allison Jandu. You guys, it is always a really wonderful pleasure to have Allison here on the podcast because I just save up all my questions that I have about potty stuff that you guys ask me and just dump it on her. So thank you for being here with us. Thank you for always being open to talk about potty training and all the stressors and the difficulty and the celebrations around it. Um, I'm so grateful you're here. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Yes. Well, recently I messaged you and was like, okay, we've got to talk about this. Cause I can handle the whole, like how to handle dirty diapers in the morning. I can handle like, um, t- you know, you've, you've equipped me on how to talk about dream peas and like all the things, which we will link all the resources you have ever done for us in the show notes, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of good stuff. But this one question always trips me up. And I actually was on Zoom with a mom and she's in Kuwait. And she said, okay, so it doesn't matter if you're in Kuwait or here, but she's in Kuwait and said, okay, my son is waking up at 4.35 a.m. and he's got to go to the bathroom. And I was like, okay, cool. So let's limit liquids and all that stuff. And she was like, no, 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 he's going poopy. It's like, okay, well, (laughs) I don't know what to do. (laughs) So she told me that a couple of weeks ago. And then since then, I feel like I've heard it four or five more times. And I'm sure you've heard this a lot. So that's when I like messaged you and was like, oh my gosh, we've got to talk about this because I know this is not something you really talk about with your mom friends. Like, oh my gosh, my kid's waking up (laughs) crying. Going poopy. You're like, ah, but I need to talk to somebody about it. Not someone like you. So like, what is going on? Why is this happening? Yeah. So, um, well, it's, it's really hard to ever pinpoint exactly what's going on with our kids, isn't it? But, um, there can be multiple causes for this recurrence. Um, so, First, you're going to, you know, as kind of with any potty training related problem, you always want to rule out any medical things that could be, you know, contributing first. Um, So it could be things like constipation. Um, You know, if they've been like holding it through the day because maybe they don't want to poop on the potty during the day or something and they're getting backed up you know, that could be a reason for the disruption in their schedule. Um, if they have a stomach bug and they're having like, you know, an urgency to go or something that's waking them from sleep, um, you know, teething sometimes can even cause, uh, issues. So like, I've had a lot of people contacting me recently where, you know, that their little ones have their molars coming in and, um, 
the extra drool and stuff that kind of goes along with teething, all the fun, gross things that we deal with as moms. Right? Um, oh, we have <laughs> a glamorous life we live. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> so that can kind of contribute to like uh, some looser stools sometimes. So there's a lot of like kind of little medical factors that can go into it. Growth spurts are another, um, you know, factor in the changes in, you know, your child's digestive system. So you might exhibit this kind of behavior when your child's going through a growth spurt. So the good thing about that, all those things actually, is that they are temporary. So it's a short, it like, it's a short lived uh, situation usually and kind of resolves on its own within a few days or resolves after the, you know, other symptoms have subsided. So, um, so that's the first thing that you kind of want to evaluate. Like you always want to figure out the, why is this happening? Um, you know, and then from there, when you determine that, then you can kind of determine the best ways to, to treat the situation. Um, really interesting to note about the growth spurts. I had never thought about that before. Yeah, they can, um, you know, as I'm sure you've probably seen like how that can kind of disrupt sleep sometimes, like when they're going through, um, other developmental changes, um, growth spurts can, you know, cause changes to their digestive system too. And the way that they start processing and digesting their foods. So that can be another reason for the change in, in their poop schedule. Okay. So interesting to know there could be obviously kind of check the medical things, look at like Yes. Molars, gross birds, like all these things that could be contributing to that. Let's say this is like three weeks of this early morning poopy diaper situation. You are not poopy diaper. That's like the first thing. In the head. Morning, <laughs> I know that's a habit. <laughs> early morning needing to go to the bathroom to go poopy for them. Um, this is so frustrating for these parents because they are waking up and fully awake to go poopy. They are not like, like the whole dream piece situation. They're like all in tune and alert. And then it's oh, yeah. so hard to get them to go back to sleep. Yes. And especially if it's happening early enough in the morning to where, you know, it's like, well, why can't we just start the day now? Like they probably already feel rested enough to want to be up for the day. And then, you know, pooping, especially with a toddler is never a, you know, quick <laughs> scenario. So they'll be in there for, you know, however long. And by then they are wide awake and it can be really challenging to, you know, get them to want to lay back down. So yes, I completely understand the frustration. And so sometimes it may be tempting to be like, oh, I'm going to set a timer for you, but we, you're anti timers, correct? Like for like, for the most part. Yeah. So, you know, if, um, you know, for some kids it is effective, it just depends on, you know, their personality and the way that they learn. I always suggest at least for an initial time frame of potty training to not do the prompting, to not do the timers. Um, that way your child actually, gets to experience the sensations and the feelings of needing to go to the bathroom on their own without being told to do so first. So um, then from there, once you notice, you know, you know their patterns, you know how often they tend to need to go. If they're still struggling with like self-initiation beyond that point, then you can go back to prompting, but at least you know you're prompting at the right times instead of prompting too often or too little. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. And so, you know, it's interesting with the um, with going poop and not pee sometimes with the pee, like you can do a lot to help to stop that. And then sometimes they're just doing it because they're like, well, I'm awake. So I might as well. Right. I feel yeah. obviously we all know, like when you got to go, you got to go. So they have right. to do that. So like, is there anything we can do for this like chronic early morning gotta go? Yeah. So there are some things you can do to help, um, 
you know, readjust their schedule a little bit. So, uh, you know, kind of the same with like nighttime potty training, it takes a little bit of experimentation to see, um, what works, but usually, um, with making some dietary changes throughout the day, or, you know, introducing high fiber foods at different times of the day, um, you know, or adjusting meal times here and there a little bit can actually really help. So if like your child's getting most of their fiber at dinner time and they're pooping early morning, then you may want to consider introducing more fiber earlier in the day instead of at dinner before they go to bed. Um, or vice versa, you know, if they're getting a lot of fiber in the mornings and then it's taking that amount of time to process until the next day, um, then you'll want to switch it up and give them more foods at dinner time. So it's, uh, you know, you may have to track that for a few days to see like, um, you know, kind of make some mental notes like, okay, so we're having oatmeal for breakfast every day and he's pooping, you know, every day <laughs> at, in, in first thing in the morning. So of course, as with every child, everything's different. They process the time that they take to process their food is different. Um, so, you know, and like I said, with the growth spurt thing, that can be a reason why you might be seeing those changes too, but trying to play around with the times that they get their, their high fiber and even their high fat foods. Um, you know, you don't want to be feeding them a bunch of foods that can like ease constipation, like a bowl of prunes after dinner, um, you know, and expect them to not have to poop in the morning. So, uh, that's, that's just an example of one thing that you can do. Uh, and that usually tends to help, but of course it's not a miracle cure. It's not like an instant fix. It's going to take a few days for that to kind of work itself out. Um, and then another thing that you could potentially try too is to, um, give your child some more, um, like alone independent playtime during the day, because a lot of times kids get the urge to poop when they're alone and they have that privacy. Uh, you know, that's kind of what, you know, stems everything. So when they're obviously alone in their room, in their crib, or, you know, in their bed, um, they're, they have that privacy and that can kind of trigger, trigger the feeling more. So if you want to kind of try to adjust things to more being during the day, then you can give them some more alone time during the day. That makes total sense. And I probably the biggest nugget that was in there for waiting through this is that it's, it's not going to be an overnight solution. Yeah. Right? Like, unfortunately. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> want it to be like, I know you're probably tired of waking up at four 30 to deal with this, but you know, it is something that, um, you know, you don't, it's, you never want to, obviously you're not punishing this. And that's where, that's where my stuff comes in. Right. Where it's like, well, they didn't wait until the clock turned green to get up for the morning or whatever the color they right. have. Well, I know that, but like they had to go to the bathroom, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And you don't want to discourage that either because they're doing the right thing by telling you that they need to go to the bathroom instead of, you know, the alternative of just having an accident or whatever. So, uh, yeah, you have to find the balance between, um, you know, rewarding and encouraging the behavior while, you know, not encouraging the behavior and trying to change things up a little. Yes. And like, we always say kids aren't robots, right? Like right. this may come and go kind of thing. And yeah, like you said, it may be a constant, like ba balancing. When do you do this? Like, have you, did you eat this for dinner? Did you eat this for breakfast? It's going to be, that never really goes away. I don't think <laughs> about like, I don't think so. Unfortunately, <laughs> you're always evaluating like what's happening, but let's say that, um, maybe it's an older child. Maybe it's like a four-year-old, five-year-old, uh, situation where they can handle this a little bit more on their own. And yeah. we can coach the parents to say, okay, how can we teach the child that, okay, 
that's okay, but this is how you do this in the morning so that they're not waking up the whole house. How could you teach that skill? Yeah. So, I mean, you could probably potentially teach them the same way that you would teach them um, potty independence during the daytime. So, uh, you know, the best way that you can do that is kind of through, I call them practice runs. So, you know, just like play it out during the day and kids love anything that seems like a game, right? So that's kind of the best way that they learn is through play. So you can, um, you know, act out how it would go, you know, at some point during the day when you guys are playing, have them lay in their bed, pretend to be sleeping, um, you know, maybe tickle their belly a little bit and be like, oh, you need to poop. Like, let's see what happens, you know, and have them get up, have them follow the path that they would take to their potty or the bathroom. Um, sit there, pretend to poop, go through the wiping, everything. If, you know, if they're at that stage and then, uh, and then get back into bed, walk through all the steps a few times until, you know, they start feeling comfortable with it on their own. And, um, you know, because if, if you're just like, okay, take yourself to the bathroom in the morning, uh, without any kind of practice or forewarning or anything like that, they're, they're probably not going to be too comfortable with that. Um, you know, in my experience, most kids don't want to get out of bed, even if they're in a bed as opposed to a crib. They don't want to get out of their bed, you know, while it's still dark out or whatever without a parent. Um, so that may be a little bit, you know, may take a little time for them to master on their own. But that is one way that you can kind of encourage them to do it by themselves. And then we're not scared of rewards either, too. So, you know, you can use that as as an extra incentive. Like if you take yourself to the potty and you do really well, then, you know, maybe you get a mini donut with breakfast or something like that, you know, just to help them over the hump until they get into a habit of doing it themselves. Yeah, I love that. It's so aligned with what we teach in our toddler and preschool programs is like, it's all about the role play, right? It's all about yes. like... <laughs> You can't spring it on them at 4 a.m. and be like, do it yourself. Like, <laughs> exactly. I'm sleeping here. <laughs> as much as you want to say that, you just can't like spring it on them. Right. And so practicing that during the daytime to connect to the nighttime, I think that's so true and so important. Um, the last question I wanted to add in there, um, uh, do you have like a recommendation for like nightlight system or like um, I'm, I'm literally thinking about um, one of our team members I thought this was so smart. She got a gift for her son's birthday that was like a light up torch. Oh, and so that's his potty okay. torch. I love that. It's like <laughs> when when he has to go potty, like grabs his potty torch and like goes to the bathroom. Do you recommend like um I'm thinking like my girls, they don't like to get up right. when it's dark, right? Like they need to go potty, but they still call for us because they're, you know, they're four and six, but they can do it, sure. but they still call for us because it's dark. So um can we do flashlights, night lights in the hall? Uh what would you recommend? Yeah. So, um, actually I just discovered it's really cute. It's a little, um, it's a little owl shaped like lantern. It's battery powered. Um, I think it's by Munchkin. I could be wrong on that though, but I can confirm and let you know. Um, and it's like a little handheld thing. Uh, it's got like a little handle on top and a, just a little on button on the bottom. Um, and my daughter uses it actually. <laughs> so she, so you can just grab it by the handle, turn it on real quick and you know, they can lead their way to the bathroom with that. And it's on like a 20 minute timer. So it turns itself back off. Um, so that would be a good option or for the, the smaller kiddos, if they are, you know, in a toddler bed so that they can still get out on their own, uh, you know, if they're, you know, four years or less then I, you could also even keep like the little potty chair, right in the room, uh, with like a, a little nightlight. So, you know, not, 
not bright enough to like fully awake them, but, <laughs> but, you know, enough for them to be able to see, um, see the area and all of that, then, um, then that can help too. So that way they don't have to venture all the way to the bathroom. It might be less of a, um, you know, seem like less of an inconvenience or less of a scary adventure that they have to go on by themselves in the night. I like that idea of like a little owl lantern to do that. And, and also I can just picture like any kid wanting to just now go to the potty because they have an owl lantern. Right. But like, yeah, that's gonna be, it's going to happen. <laughs> right. Like it's, it's yes. the same. when any of us, when anyone gets something new, you want to use it and like, try and yep. you know, oh, get yeah. all that fun with this. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love the idea too. Like you said about the potty torch, um, you know, that one of the, the girls that you knew had, because if you keep it designated for potty use, then, you know, they'll be more encouraged to want to, to go potty, to use it because it's that exciting thing and they only get access to it for potty time. So that is a really good tip. Yeah. I like that. I thought that was, um, I love the owl. I'll definitely link that in the notes. We'll find that and link it for everybody. Yeah. This was so helpful. Um, I, I, I I can already just, I I can think of several people in my head. I'm like, yep, this episode is going to help them for sure. Um, so it's a very (laughs) niche episode, but for those who need it, like we need it. If you know, you know, kind of thing. So true. Yes. (laughs) Um, So tell us a little bit more about your potty training courses, your now your new certification program. Tell us a little bit about what you have to offer. Yeah, sure. Um, So I do have a whole suite of um, online courses for potty training. Um, So and actually my my bundles are now available this week, which I'm really excited about because that was a big demand. So now you can get like a cluster of courses at one time to kind of cover all the topics instead of having to, you know, piecemeal stuff together. Um, But so we cover everything from, you know, the the 10 step process that I have, uh, all of my best potty training practices kind of combined into there's two simple courses. One has support and one is just the content on its own. Um, and then I also have a a poop specific course and a nighttime potty training course as well. Uh, and then, yeah, my, so you can find all those on my, on my website and, uh, on Instagram as well. And, uh, my certification program so excited about that too, because, um, the potty training world is growing and expanding all the time. And, uh, honestly, we all know that it's not one of those easy milestones to overcome. So it's definitely something that, you know, parents need support through, which is what we stand for here. And, uh, so, you know, I, I've started a new program to allow, uh, you know, mom's, females, men, whoever wants to take it to come on and uh, start their own potty training consulting business, learn everything from me and um, bring those potty training resources to families that, that need it all over the world. That's so wonderful. And yes, I absolutely agree that this is something it's again, like if the, if you know, you know, kind of thing, like if you all of a sudden are like super passionate about teaching mom things and like teaching, like you you find yourself talking about potty training to people this yeah, is probably a good route for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And you're not crazy because yeah. <laughs> there are people out there like us and, um, and it's a real need. And, uh, I gotta tell you, like, and I'm sure you feel the same way. Like there's nothing more rewarding than truly helping a family that needs it. Um, when they're, you know, in that state of desperation where they just don't know how to get their child to sleep or they don't know how to get their child to poop on the potty and, you know, being able to be that resource that they can turn to is just, it's the best feeling ever. 
It really truly is. It's there's nothing more satisfying or exhilarating for me Yeah, to get those thank you stories or to hear about how Mm -hmm. things are just changed. It's, it never gets old ever, ever, ever. It never gets old. Nope. It's awesome. Well, we will link everything in the show notes here. Thank you for taking time to talk with us about this very unique topic. And um, I'm excited to get this out everywhere. Yes, can't wait. Thank you all for being here today. I know that this was an episode that was so unique and the fact that I don't think I've ever read content or a blog or a video on how to deal with the early morning gotta go for your little one. So I hope this gave you some good action steps to go ahead and try today. This episode was actually inspired by conversations that are happening inside of our sleep society. And if you are someone who wants to keep making sleep a thing, like your child is a champion sleeper and you are thriving on the fact that you can count on sleep, that it is a consistent thing, but you know, your kid's not a robot. There are going to be bumps in the road. And so you want to make sure that this stays. The sleep society is for you. The sleep society is our membership. It's our monthly membership for $12 a month. You have access to an extensive video library that covers your roadmap for sleep. Every month as your child grows, you have new videos to check out to make sure that your nap schedules, if we need to tweak them and change them, we're doing that. If teething becomes the issue, if it's time for a daycare switch, if it's time for a new caregiver, if it's time for capping their naps, like all the things, we want you to know how to confidently navigate change in your child's sleep. The Sleep Society gives you that video database as well as weekly coaching on our Facebook page. Our Facebook group is amazing. We have over 800 moms who are committed to helping you and sharing what their schedules are and what their journey was like. But every week I go live to answer questions from our members. And it is such a sweet time to spend together and actually see you face to face. Cause yeah, I bring you on camera. If you are interested in joining the sleep society for $12 a month, check out the link below or head to littlezsleep.com slash sleep dash society. And you can join us and have all of these resources at your fingertips and an amazing community of moms who want to keep making sleep a thing. Thank you guys so much for being here. Sweet dreams. See you next time.